Welcome to Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. I used to think that I was a good person, then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Not all heroes wear capes. Who's our hero today? We've all heard stories of kids going through the foster system from one house to the other. They cannot be with their parents. They cannot be with their siblings. They might even have to carry all of their belongings in a plastic garbage bag. That sounds like a job for you. Heather, what's the solution? I'm here today with my friend Allison, who's going to tell us how the Treehouse of Tallahassee uses a 5,000 square foot house to make sure that these kids have everything they need, all the way down to a bounce house on their birthday party. Sounds like you've got this under control. We knew we can count on you, Heather. I'm going to tell you how you can help, how you can get involved, and what's the most important thing they need right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. Today, I have my friend Allison Harrell with me, who is going to help us solve the problem of um, siblings in foster care who want to stay together. I have known Allison for a long time. I mean, we've had several iterations of knowing each other. Um, and I reached out to her and asked her to be part of this program because for the past couple of years, I've seen her um, post on Facebook about, hey, can anybody um, donate diapers? Can anybody donate um, suitcases? Does anybody have birthday party supplies? Does anybody have this? And I started to wonder, what organization is she involved with that she's collecting all these things for kids? And um, so I decided to just send a message and find out. And I learned that it's an organization called Treehouse of Tallahassee. And um, I'm going to ask Allison to tell us what that is all about. Yes. Well, thanks, Heather, for having me. And so Treehouse of Tallahassee is a group foster home located here. Um, but we also, we actually get kids from um, all over the Big Bend area, even sometimes down from Central Florida as well. And we exist to uh, keep sibling groups together. So when children are taken from their homes, it's an extremely unfortunate situation that I can't imagine. And they are not only ripped from their parents, but they're also taken from their siblings a lot of times because most foster homes, uh, individual foster homes, can't take sibling groups of three and four children. So a lot of times those are the kids that we get at the treehouse. We also get a lot of just special cases if there's, uh, you know, a special needs child um, that the foster home can't take care of. And we are not a medically fragile or m we don't have med medically fragile kids at the treehouse. But sometimes with special needs children, we also take them as well. Um, but our main goal um, a lot of times is if there's a special needs sibling with um, a non-special needs sibling we take those those families that's so important to be able to keep the siblings together i know a, f a few of my friends are um foster parents and have guilt associated with the fact that they have one extra bedroom and, and they they don't think they could take more than one child at a time and you know it's just not always the way it works and it breaks their heart to realize that um they have to say no 
Um, it's nice to know that there's a place where kids can go and at least have each other while they're waiting to hopefully be reunited with their parents or find where they're going to be for a longer period of time. Exactly. And the other thing that we try to do at the Treehouse uh, as a, a board, and we're strictly a board of volunteers, and uh, we have no employees. There are people who work at the house, but those are actually through Capital City Youth Services who run the actual program. So we are a board full of volunteers. And the other thing that we try to do is to normalize the child's life as much as possible. So things like birthday parties and, uh, you know, bounce houses, especially during this period of the pandemic, uh, when they couldn't go anywhere, we would get bounce houses at the house to have a birthday party for one of the children and, you know, make sure they have school supplies, make sure that the Easter bunny comes, make sure, you know, that Santa knows where they are and um, trying to just make their childhood as normal as possible, given what they're going through. As a mother, those types of things just feel so... Um of course that would happen, you know, and it's hard to think about families where that is where a child wonders. Um, I remember um, hearing about an organization that collected pajamas um, for children who were um, in transitional housing. And it had never occurred to me on that kind of a level that pajamas would be something that you wouldn't have. Um, and so something like a birthday party or the Easter bunny or you know th- school supplies, um, we all have an awareness that there's need in, in our city for those things. Um, but being able to provide them must be a really heartwarming experience. It's great just to see the look on the children's faces when, you know, some of them have never had a birthday party or have never been to some of the places that will take them, uh, you know, non-pandemic times we try to take them on various field trips to the movies to you know if they're going to go school shopping to the mall I'm always astounded at some of them that have never been to the mall and you know they've never gotten that opportunity to pick out their own school clothes or go school clothes shopping or go to a movie theater so these are all new experiences for a lot of them and just to see the look on their faces we do a lot of um, and during the fall we hope to do some of the activities outside like the fall um you know some of the farms with the corn mazes and they always love that as well but just seeing how they are experiencing these things and being able to provide these is just such an important thing because as a mother myself you know as you said I just think that, you know, these are such important things for a child to experience. And going into the foster care system, sometimes they're always not going to experience that. So we try to give them as much of that normal kid experience as we can. What's the average age of the kids who are at the treehouse? So we have um, anywhere from two-year-olds to 12-year-olds. Okay. So we serve that population. Right now, our average age is about eight or nine. Um, So we have a lot of eight and nine-year-olds there right now, which is also just near and dear to my heart, having an eight-year-old and an eight-year-old girl. And I do take my children uh, over to the treehouse, and they can play and interact with the, the children there as well but so that's our our population that we serve which was also such a great partnership between treehouse and capital city youth services because they kind of take over at 13 you know they serve the homeless teenage population 
and um, the the children that we kind of stop serving at age 12. And that's just because of our licensure and what we can serve under our current license. Okay. So how does the process work? How when when a when a group of children come to the treehouse, do they do they move in and live with other children and like a house parent what's the the living arrangement there so we have about a 5,000 square foot house wow it's huge I had no idea it uh, that's quite a tree house it, it is and it, it's it's not a tree house there are a lot of trees around um, but we have about a 5,000 square foot house we have um, you know Four huge bedrooms there that house the children. So yeah, they come, they move in, um, they bring, sometimes they bring a lot of their stuff. Um, sometimes they bring nothing. Mm. So it all depends on what they come with. And we try to provide, you know, of course, if they come with nothing, I'm at Target the next day trying to get them clothes, shoes, everything. Um, but there, there's a huge play area right now. They're all doing, uh, digital learning or mm-hmm. most of them are doing digital learning. So the play area becomes crucial and we have a huge yard too. So they can get outside, play on the playground equipment. Um, but yeah, they, they move in and we have women who work there who are shift care workers. Okay. So they, um, work in shifts. We have a house manager and a program director. Um, so the pro, the program director and house manager are usually there throughout normal working hours during the week. Mm-hmm. And then there's always a, a staff to child ratio, depending on how many children we have, how many staff are working that shift. Um, but, they cook them dinner, you know, it's like a big family dinner at night. The, the women love to cook. Um, they, you know, Thanksgiving and just normal meals, but they also just love to cook for these kids. And, um, as you can imagine, we have a very big table for them all to sit at, um, because we can serve up to 12 children. Okay. So we can have up to 12. Um, we are licensed for 10. Okay. Um, but in certain circumstances, judges will approve us to have 12 children. Um, if there's a, like I said, a sibling group of four mm-hmm. that needs to, a place to say we can serve them. Gotcha. And the location of the treehouse is confidential. That's correct. Tell me about that. So we are trying to protect the children. So it's a confidential location because we don't want them to let their parents know where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Their parents uh, a lot of times can have visitation rights, but those are all supervised visitation and those are off-site from the treehouse. The children sometimes receive therapy services at the treehouse, but by no means are there any parents, biological parents, that come to the treehouse location. So when children come to the treehouse, are they being um, sent there by the court system? Yes. Okay. So they are assigned to the treehouse. They are assigned to the foster system. Okay. And um, judges uh, usually put them under the care of Big Bend Community Based Care. Okay. Which oversees uh, the state or the fostering system in our area here. Okay. Big Bend Community Based Care, we also have a relationship because they 
pay for a certain number of beds okay. uh, at the house. And so they always have a certain number of beds if they need to move sibling groups from another group home or another foster home that couldn't have as many kids as they thought and they need somewhere to move them. Uh, Big Bend Community-Based Care always has a certain number of beds at the treehouse. Okay, okay. So I can imagine that if um, children arrive and they have nothing with them, um, that there is a trip to Target that needs to happen. But I, I'm assuming that there's also some type of um, closet where things are that have been donated or, or things like that. Tell me about what your biggest needs are as far as donations go. So, yes, we do have a closet um, of items that have been donated, and we do usually... Uh, make a trip to Target or Walmart or wherever when a child comes in with nothing. So um, our, some of our biggest needs really are just, um, you know, like I posted the other day, suitcases, which had an overwhelming response to. And we are so happy to have all of the suitcases because when they leave the house, that usually they don't have a way to pack up their stuff. Sometimes they'd have to leave in grocery bags and things like that. So that just helps them with their stuff, be able to leave with the social worker to their next placement or to go back home. Um, you know, right now, I would say some of our needs revolve around things around the house. So mm -hmm. we are looking for uh, some new furniture. And some of the specific needs we have are you know, a couch and love seat, because as you can imagine, when you have kids coming in and out of the house, some of these things get really worn out mm -hmm. really quickly. And, um, you know, we're also looking for another dining room type table um, with the kids being at the house doing digital learning. It's better for the women who work there and are helping to sit with them at a table that size instead of having them at an individual desk. So those are some of our needs right now. And we're looking at the holidays coming up. So Halloween. Uh, the kids, we let them pick out their costumes and, um, you know, given the pandemic and everything that may or may not happen with trick or treating, we're trying to figure out a safe way for them to do trick or treating. We'll probably have all the board members decorate their trunks and they can come to each of our trunks. Um, so we're looking, um, for, you know, holiday decorations are great. That's always a need for us because we like to decorate the house. For Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and um, you know some of those decorations also get a little worn, damaged, things like that. Um, and then looking up at Christmas time, we always have a hard time because we can't put some of the asks out there mm -hmm. too early because we never know how many kids we will have in the house. So even the Halloween costumes, we usually can't order those until a few weeks ahead of time because kids could leave, kids could come. We just don't know who would be there. And the same thing goes for Christmas. We don't know who is going to be at the house for Christmas. So we usually, and it, sometimes it makes those hard to find items that some of the kids are really right. wanting to ask Santa for hard to get because I'm a week out from Christmas going, oh gosh, where is that toy? <laughs> yeah. I got to go find it because this is the only thing that this foster child wants and I've got to find it. Yeah. Um, but usually we put a lot of our asks out there on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. 
So our Facebook page is out there. And then we usually have a list of items, too, on our website, which is www.treehouseflorida.org. Okay. And there's also a way to contact us from the website. There's an email address that um, goes to board members. And there's also a way to donate to Treehouse through a PayPal account on uh, the website as well. Because sometimes our, our needs just change depending on the age of the kids, depending on what's going on, like a pandemic and we have digital learning. We had a huge need for Chromebooks a couple yeah. months ago. <laughs> Um, so it, it seems to change all of the time. And right now I just took over as board president, uh, September 1st. So we're going through and making a list of our priorities Mm -hmm. and projects that we want to do around the house for the children and making some of the areas, um, you know, better at the house. Cause again, it's 5,000 square foot house. Things happen. You got kids coming in and out things break get worn so we're just looking around the house about a lot of the improvements and making our priorities so i have a feeling that we'll uh, be putting some more asks out there on the facebook page is there an average amount of time that children are at the treehouse i would like to tell you that it's that yes but there's not Mm. sometimes we could have children there for a few days sometimes we have children there for a few years Mm. So it really varies. Um, and you know, when I first got on the board and I've been on the board about seven years now, there were some children that were there around the beginning of my board service that stayed there for three years. Hmm. And I got to know them and a lot of the board members got to know them because we, you know, obviously all the board members know where the house location is. So we can go by, have a cookout, go, you know, some of the male board members will go throw a football with some of the boys. And we got to know some of those kids so well, but sometimes we're not always aware of when they leave and it makes it kind of hard because you get so close to some of these kids and we get an email that oh this family uh was you know they left but though there was two families two groups of four children that were there for a couple of years when i first got on the board and they both had really great happy endings oh good so they were, you know, one family was adopted by an uncle. They he, they all moved down to South Florida. And then the other family was adopted by a non-relative in Central Florida. So they were both adopted and all four siblings in each family got to stay together, which was so awesome. That gives me chills. I know sometimes uh, I I wonder whether or not um, some of the really well-meaning organizations in town are um, trying really hard to provide experiences for children and safe environments for children that are um, what we want for them, you know, and and I sometimes have to check myself against projecting my values on somebody else and assuming that they must want these things because I wanted them when I was a child. But there are some things that I am just not OK with, and I'm not OK with a child having their belongings in a trash bag. I'm not. And when I saw that on Facebook, I was not okay with the idea of a young child having all of her belongings in a black plastic trash bag. I I just, that was a non-starter for me. And I, I think that there's a certain amount of dignity that you're able to provide and normalcy and safety. Oh, yes. Uh, I think that, you know, again, as a mother, and I think, you know, I, after I had my second child, 
I, I really wanted to find a board that served children and provided these types of things that we're talking about here. But I also wanted a board that I could have an impact uh, a, an impact that was more able to be touched and field and, you know, that I wasn't just a board member who directed policy because, you know, I, knowing you from your previous life with the FICPA, <laughs> you know, as a CPA, everybody needs a CPA on their board. Everybody needs a finance person. They need a CPA. But a lot of those board services are at a board level, directing policy, directing, um, you know, approving budgets, making sure that the staff, um, you know, have the budgets in line. And I think that those have all been great positions for me as well. And I still serve on some of those boards, too. But the Treehouse was so special because it wasn't just that. It was, oh, my gosh, I get to go over to the house and I get to deliver these new clothes to this kid and these new tennis shoes that they've, you know, maybe have never had a pair of new tennis shoes. And these kids are so grateful. As soon as I walk in the door, they're hugging and they're asking, you know, if I'm staying to play and, you know, all this stuff. And it's just so wonderful to be able to have that interaction as a board member, which I find that there's not a lot of experiences like that. And we were so lucky because we're an all volunteer board. We don't have employees. We exist and have existed since the 80s as our current form, a volunteer board. We own the house. We try to provide the house with all the children's normalcy that we can, but the staff members actually work for Capital City Youth Services. Okay. So they're not our employees. Um, you know, They ask us for certain things and make us aware when the house needs things or children need things, but we they're they're not our employees so they don't handle you know things like hey can you go to target you know no right <laughs> I, i'll go to target i'll do it i'll i'll drop them off you know i'll go pick up all the suitcases i'll drop them off to the house mm-hmm. and so i just i found that that experience and what i've had on this board has just been such a great one and a, a rare thing to find if somebody is listening to this and and their heart is perking up because this is something that's speaking to them and they want to be um, a volunteer, what type of volunteer opportunities are there and how does somebody get involved? So we have a lot of different volunteer opportunities. Obviously, serving on the board is one of um, our volunteer opportunities. And we are looking for a couple of new board members right now. We also have some projects at the house that can always use some volunteers. Right now, we've got to do some backyard cleanup and things like that. So there's actually some manual labor needed sometimes. And then we also have our big fundraiser committee. So our fundraiser is Fast Cars and Mason Jars. Mm -hmm. Happens in February. And that takes uh, that's an undertaking. It Mm -hmm. is one of the largest fundraiser events in Tallahassee. And it's got a committee of volunteers that have been fabulous and the board and the volunteers we all work together to pull off this event which of course is going to look different (laughs) in a covid pandemic environment but right now we're still planning on it now all of the mason jars we're going to have to have covers on them right (laughs) right (laughs) 
Right. We might need a lot of masks. <laughs> I'm not sure. We're we're planning right now. So we're we're trying to figure out how to have a fundraiser in an environment like this. Um last year we had over six hundred people. Obviously we can't get together six hundred people this year. So we're looking at something with fewer people, but just as meaningful, because that is our only way that we raise funds all year. Um, so it's very important to us that we have it. We don't get government grants. We, you know, we don't get any other type of funding. So it's important for us to be able to have our fundraiser in some capacity. Gotcha. So I'm, a, I would expect that, um, there is a certain amount of emotional care that needs to, to take place with children who are going through such a traumatic experience. Um, is that something that Treehouse provides or is that, is that available to the children who are there for emotional counseling or mentoring or anything of that nature? So there is a lot of counseling involved with a lot of these children. They've gone through things that you or I could never imagine. And uh, sometimes I'm aware of those things and sometimes I'm not. Uh, we work with the caseworkers, um, you know, from Big Bend community-based care, most of the time, they have a caseworker, a social worker assigned to them. And depending on the situation is depending on their therapy needs. So um, we do have vehicles at the house. We have two vans that the women who work at the house can transport the children to different therapies, um, visitation appointments with the parents. But sometimes the therapies also come to the treehouse. Also, each child is assigned a guardian ad litem. So a guardian ad litem through the court system also makes sure that all the child's needs are being met. And um, the program director at the house is always on top of all of those things and schedules to make sure that the needs of the child are being met. If somebody in another community um, is wondering whether or not they could start a treehouse in their city, uh, have you are you aware of any other organizations like this in in Florida or outside of Florida? I'm not aware of any other one. And in fact, when um, we used to be under the umbrella of Children's Home Society. Okay. And Children's Home Society has different branches throughout the state of Florida. And we were told that we were the only um, group shelter of our kind mm-hmm. in the state of Florida. If someone had such a passion um, to start an organization like ours, I would suggest that they get with a, a fostering oversight agency like a Big Bend community-based care mm-hmm. in their area. Um, because I think B- Big Bend community-based care here oversees, you know, so much of the foster system uh, in the Big Bend, but can't have uh, also programs like the Treehouse under their umbrella. And depending on, you know, our organization as well as Capital City Youth Services to uh, run the house. Mm-hmm. So I, I can imagine there's got to be a need out there in other areas yeah. of Florida. And like I said, we've gotten children from all over the Big Bend area, but also um, from Central Florida sometimes. So technically outside of the Big Bend area. So that tells me that there's a need for large sibling homes like ours. 
All right, guys. So if you are listening outside of Tallahassee and this sounds like something that your community needs, um, you're probably right. It sounds like there is a need for more group shelters for children who are not able to be with their parents, um, but really need to be with their brothers and sisters. And I'm so glad that I... Um, had a suitcase <laughs> that I'm going to get to you that my younger son has said he is too big for and um, will be perfect for one of your children. And um, and that I asked what you were collecting all of this stuff for because um, I think it's wonderful and I'm really glad to know about it now. Well, I'm happy that you had a suitcase as well. And I'm so glad that you asked me to tell a little bit more about the treehouse because as you can see, I'm very passionate and I'm so thankful that I've had the opportunity to work with them for so long. Well, there you go, guys. We are here solving problems. I am so glad that I can do this with a little help from my friends. Thank you, Allison and Treehouse of Tallahassee for being here for Tallahassee's Kids and Beyond. And until next time, guys. Status confirmed. This problem is solved. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. You can be a superhero, too. Check us out online. That's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything. Heather solves everything with a little help from Everyday Heroes.